Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hey, you know what to do when you're grown, you know what's right. 19, 16, I don't know. I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's one o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. All right. Did not prepare an intro. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first installment of the College Loop Podcast. I am Dylan Lark at your boy the tank on Twitter. Join the day by Mr. Harrison Tarr and Daniel Locke. What's up? What's going on, Dylan? Happy to be here. Excited to get this thing on its feet and get going. Uh, I'm going to do a quick little brief intro and make this as less, the least awkward that it can be, right? Uh, <laughs> my name is Harrison. Uh, I am with the Auburn Daily, uh, previously of Eagle Eye TV. Or, uh, I'm a Eagle Productions. I never worked there. Uh, how about WEGL 91.1? I'm an Auburn alum, and uh, I'm currently talking to you live from Macon, Georgia. Uh, I have a pretty extensive background in, in print, and I guess verbal is a weird word, word to put it, but I guess broadcast journalism, and um, I'm stoked to get this thing under the underway. I've been covering Auburn for this is going to be my fourth year on the beat, and uh, really excited to get to get to work. Uh, and I know that you've been grinding on early signing day, and I don't know how you're alive right now, Dylan. Oh, I am vibing and cruising along today. Dan, you want to give you a little quick intro? Absolutely. I'm Daniel Locke. I'm currently a sophomore at Auburn, journalism major. Um, part of Weagle 91.1 FM, the co-sports director there, also of Eagle Eye TV, uh, formerly of Causeway Crowd, the Occupy Report, covering some of uh, Boston's wonderful pro sports teams. This will be my upcoming, will be my third season on the Auburn football beat. This is my second, no, yeah, third season on the Auburn football beat, uh, third on basketball and baseball. I'm excited to be back working with these guys. All right, and that leaves me. I'm Dylan Lark, as I said, at your boy the tank on Twitter. Uh, I'm an alumni of Auburn as well. Everything Tar said, I'm pretty much done it as well, except for the Auburn Daily. I was on staff at Eagle Eye where I did some writing, uh, but Weagle is where I made my living. I loved radio. I was I was the football guy, and I will now be the host of College Loop Podcast. So, signing day. What a busy day it was for us social media nerds like myself who made over 20 graphics today, a lot within the same hour. <laughs> RIP the uh, phone operator somewhere that I'm imagining in my head that's connecting yours and I's phone line today. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm praying, praying for that guy today. <laughs> I woke up at 7.30 a.m. My phone was below 20% by 9 o'clock. I was getting text messages left and right from Mr. Harrison Tarr giving me names. And them graphics were just getting shot out of a cannon on Twitter and Instagram. It was, it was fun. 
we had a good day. We got after it. We really did. Um, we got better today. We went one and zero. I'm not going to say that ever again because uh, one 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 potato man once said we're going one and zero, so we're never going to use that. That's blacklisted on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but I really appreciate uh, your your work today, Dylan. People to, for the people listening to us right now, very excited to have you guys on board and journey, joining us on this journey. And uh, I'm not even joking when I say I don't know how Dylan's functioning right now. I probably called him 35 times today. Um, and I am just running on pure adrenaline at this point. So. Let's say I am grooving and moving along. Daniel, how you feeling about signing day today, baby? It's great, man. I've been following along all day from Mobile, Alabama, where I'm currently at, um, doing a little clothes shopping while I'm following along. So, you know, just had to multitask today. Then um, followed the very tail end of it while while I'm covering the Auburn game tonight. So it hasn't had my undivided attention for much of the day, but because of your great work on social media, I didn't miss a beat and I was able to follow along. And ultimately I'm going to sleep happy tonight. There's no need to worry. Me and Dylan had that on lock, baby. (laughs) As I say, toss it out there. Auburn basketball did win the day, but that's not what we're talking about today. It is currently freezing on the plains. It is frigid in Auburn, Alabama. Auburn signed 19 players today during early signing day. It's actually also very cold to my understanding. I'm not in Auburn right now, but I saw an actual weather warning. Um, I still get those on my phone because I haven't canceled it from undergrad. (laughs) Um, But yes, Dylan, a huge signing day for first-year head coach Hugh Freeze, who I would like to remind you was hired at the end of November. I'll uh, say first-month head coach Hugh Freeze. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Mary Flipness to those who celebrate. I'm very excited to get through this list of guys. Uh, we're, I, I know that you, we talked before the pod. We're going to go through the list. Um, Dylan's going to be your, your, your tour guide, if you will, um, on, uh, on, on the journey that is uh, Auburn recruiting. And uh, we're going to talk about the guys that we think are keynote. And uh, I know that there's some dudes that the three of us are pumped to talk about. So. Oh, yeah. So hop on my sleigh and let's get through this blizzard of signees, baby. How many corny puns do you have? Oh, I have loads. I have a whole Santa sack load. I should have been the host <laughs> of this. I would have muted you so long ago. <laughs> All right. We get started with the number one recruit of Auburn t- for Auburn today, Keldrick Falk from Highland Home, Alabama, the four-star defensive lineman. And we want to talk about him a little bit? <laughs> no. Yes. No. I mean, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a huge get for freezing company. And, and, and Hugh mentioned in his, uh, should I call him Hugh? Should I call him Coach Freeze? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock with Hugh for now, and we're gonna, I'm going to feel out the waters. Um, Hugh mentioned in his press conference this afternoon that uh, Kendrick Falk was a very big, time-consuming uh, effort for him. And, and mind you, they could only visit once. They were granted that, you know, an extra visit due to the whole coaching change. That's a good rule from the NCAA. Don't even get me started on how I believe that you should be able to go on more than one visit. But – this was such a huge turning point and, and a big get because it, it was a question mark until the 11th hour. Um, and not to mention, I, I haven't even talked about the on-field stuff because I want to let Daniel talk. I know he wants to key in on this in a minute. I know you do as well, uh, Dylan. But the on-field readiness is there. Uh, as as a, a good friend of mine, Lizzie, Lindsay Crosby, friend of the program uh, over at the Auburn Daily, says all the time, this is a hulking super team, super team and, and, and just a specimen. So uh, great get for, for Freeze. Daniel? So if you look at this guy, I feel like all you have to do is look at his other offers and you will learn everything you need to know. Clemson, Florida, Florida State, Alabama. Nick Saban wants this guy. Dabo Sweeney wants this guy. By extension, Auburn and Hugh Freeze should and got this guy. That that sentence was bad. They should have wanted him. They went and got him. There you go. I, fo- I followed the logic. 
<laughs> and I just love the thought of a guy who was committed to Florida State who had a really good year this past year going, what, nine and three? And he's like, you know what? This, this five and seven team over here, I'm kind of vibing with what this guy's got going on over here. It's not every day you go from a Highland home Alabama to the freezing cold place that is Auburn, Alabama. No. I, I think that something that's very interesting uh, to, to keep in mind when we're talking about Falk um, and, and his flip from Florida State and what, what Norvell's got going on down there, because I think probably all three of us would be on the same page that FSU is on a trajectory that they can really be contending for the ACC next year. Um, I think it's, it's very interesting to, to talk about Freeze's selling point on um, how long it took for him to get not just Falk, but his family, his mother and father um, on board with the vision at Auburn. And that's going to be kind of a continued theme that you're going to see as we continue going through these guys. Um, but something he really placed emphasis on was being able to sell. I mean, I, I, in, in, between, in between the lines, it's early playing time. But also uh, the vision that, that Freeze has in such a short turnaround um, for Auburn, it was impressive. And uh, in my, not just in my opinion, most people's opinion, the biggest get of the day. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Auburn fans are stoked. And believe me, the season's flippings don't stop there because the next recruit up is Darren Reed, four-star defensive lineman, again from Columbus, Georgia, also flipped from another SU, but instead of an FSU, it's an LSU. So, yeah, big game for the Tigers again there. I'll let you field this one first. Okay. All right. So, a top 25 defensive lineman in this class that was just absolutely loaded with defensive line talent. And then once again, this is going to be a common theme for me because I just think it's the biggest telling point. Just look at his other offers, Ohio State, LSU, Clemson. So Dabo Sweeney, um, God, what's Brian the – Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, thank you. Ohio, Ryan Day, sorry, it's very, very late. They wanted this guy. So Hugh Freeze should want this guy, and he went and got him. And that's the thing, like – if you're able to go up against Dabo Sweeney and Ryan Day, we're not at Nick Saban level yet. Okay, we're just not, all right? But these guys who are great head coaches, all those guys are, well, definitely Day and Sweeney. I don't know about Kelly. Top five coaches in college football. <laughs> and Freeze. I wouldn't even go far enough with Ryan Day. Harry, <laughs> keep, nope, keep whatever, pushing. Whatever. <laughs> and Freeze went head-to-head and took that guy straight out of their grasp. I also think it's very important to, to pay attention to what, what Hugh Freeze mentioned in his, and I'm going to keep referring to the press conference because I was hanging on to every word, all 27 minutes and 37 seconds of it, because I never thought he was going to stop talking. Um, <laughs> and it's nothing like ours. And oh my gosh, the dude would talk forever. But I think it's very important to notice the, the points of emphasis here. Um, and, and Freeze has been very much, and it's refreshing to the sound, uh, to, the, to the ears of Auburn fans, very em- emphatic that Auburn's going to be going after getting better in the trenches. They, they talked about they needed a better interior line. That's what they went out and got. Um, and, 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 and Freeze made a point to, to note after, uh, you know, after the bulk of the guys had signed in his afternoon press conference that, that they're not done, uh, which leads me to believe the transfer portal should be getting quite interesting. Um, you've heard of transfer to the SIP. Have you heard transfer to the barn? Um, not, not entirely sure how that shakes out yet. I'm not, I'm not in the branding business uh, at, at Auburn, so I couldn't tell you. But I thought that this was the right piece. Uh, and I don't want to sound like, oh, you know, this is just the right guy. Very talented kid. Very talented kid. But the right get for, for Freeze uh, on top of that. Uh, and he'll fit in nicely. And there will be opportunities sooner than later for him. I mean, if you look at the uh, – going, going into the day, the weakest position 
at Auburn right now, and the biggest question mark is the defensive line. And today, Hugh Freeze acknowledged that hugely as he picked up not one, not two, not three, not even five, seven defensive linemen, including edge rushers. Like this man, said they need to get better. <laughs> he's about to be getting after that passer. And with Keldrick Falk and Darren Reed leading this, leading the charge of the day, I mean, I was trying to find a picture of Darren Reed for the graphic and that dude is massive. Yeah, how'd you get him to fit? Dude, I had to shrink him. Dude, it was <laughs> it was impossible. It was near impossible. Uh, but just to keep it going, because I know Tar is going to be long winded about this guy. If you uh, if you ever heard the phrase DBU, a uh, couple of schools come to mind: LSU, Ohio State, kind of comes to Miami. Mind. Miami, eh? But Auburn is now DBU because it's not every day that. Kyan Lee, the four-star defensive back, flips over from Ohio State to the Auburn Tigers today from Ellenwood, Georgia. Tar, take it away with Kyan. All right, not gonna. I'm, I'm really not gonna be as long-winded as 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 I as you said that I'm gonna be because I know we're we're working on a big class here. We we got to get through. But good night is this kid talented. Um, this is far and away, and we're we're gonna get to this later uh, about you know who we we like the most out of this class and, and their long-term impact at Auburn or your favorite recruit, if that's what you want to go with. And, and spoiler alert, this is going to be my answer. And I'm, I'm going to wind up circling back. What a huge flip. First off, anytime you flip a kid from Ohio state, Ohio state's one of those destinations, right? And it, it, it's tough to pull a kid away from there in the first place. This was nothing short of impressive in the late push that Auburn made. It, it blew me away. Uh, a four-star on, on per 24 uh, seven and you know, four-star composite. Uh, this kid's film speaks for itself. I, I not to not to sound like a broken record, and I know that I've been talking about this since I was blue in the face. Uh, been speaking a lot with Zach Lockerby over at the Auburn Daily re- about him recently, and and Zach's been kind of truthing me about about kindly. And and this kid, his film speaks for itself. Like I said, he's I think maybe NFL ready now. Um, fundamentally, not not size point yet, but if, if if you look at where he plugs in, I think he can he can get immediate time. Uh, I think that's going to happen, uh, maybe not in a starting role, but in a very significant role that could transition into a starting role by the end of the season, come come SEC play. Uh, I think that that this was far and away my, I guess, uh, favorite is, 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 the, is the obvious answer here. But also, I was extremely impressed uh, by Freeze's ability to pull someone from Ohio State and then still get someone like Falk. Um, I, I think that that's what, in, in such a, a short time span, a uh, huge get for Auburn. Very excited for what this kid's going to be able to do. Uh, he's in an early enrollee in the spring. Um, so I will be bringing my binoculars and someone figure out what number Kyan Lee's wearing for Auburn because I will be watching uh, at A-Day. <laughs> Do you expect all of us there at A-Day, which is sometime in April. Uh, Daniel, thoughts on Kyan Lee? So Hugh Freeze went – I'm going to keep saying this. I'm going to sound like a broken record. It's okay. He went up against Ryan Day and Kirby Smart and got this guy. Two guys from Dogs 24-7, Rusty Manziel and Kip Adams. Rusty had him going to Ohio State. Kip had – oh, these are crystal ball predictions, by the way, uh, courtesy of 24-7 Sports. Kip had him going to Georgia. Steve Wilfrong, the director of football recruiting for 24-7, had him going to Ohio State. And Bill Krellick of Bucknuts, Ohio State insider, had him going to Ohio State. So these are guys who know what they're talking about, who don't get these things wrong. Not a single person – or of those I listed said he was going to Auburn. 
Mary Flipmas, Trovon Reed. Let's get it. And the wise words of Trevon Reed, we ain't finished yet. I thought you were just going to look at the camera and do the eyeballs emoji. <laughs> the, the, the dude's going to make me go cross-eyed looking at that. <laughs> yeah, but it, obviously a huge get. Uh, we, Auburn's losing, what, two secondary players? Yeah. Uh, and obviously this is a huge pickup. I can you can probably expect him to play day one almost without probably not yet, but I think there's not enough talent. There's, there's there. some there's some rising dogs in that secondary. We'll have to talk about that. True. JD Rhyme. Yep, there are some dogs. <laughs> there are some dogs, but kind of just to move on with the class. Uh, Sylvester Smith, another flip guy from Munford, Alabama, he came from uh, commitment came from Tennessee decommitted flip to auburn signed the day the four star safety uh another safety with another four star but next to him terrence love from fairburn georgia per and after that my personal favorite name in this class wilkie denod from fort pierce florida the four star defensive lineman yet another d lineman in this class uh got another can i backtrack for one second um and I, i don't mean to interject but I, I low-key just let you skip over Terrence Love, and I don't know how I let you do that. Uh, I, I, I mean that in the most respectful way, uh, but the defense got better, boys. Um, this, this Auburn defense just getting and, – and, and, and the secondary, it, it keeps getting better. And uh, Terrence Love's immediate impact and his ability to go steal him from, uh, from Langston Hughes out of UGA's backyard, um, and, and he was quite uh, hardly recruited by University of Alabama uh, – I, I'm very curious to see where he plugs in and where he fits in the long term, uh, because I think that there's a lot of raw talent there. Don't want to misspeak. Not sure if he's an early enrollee uh, in January. That's something I should know. And I have in my notes. I just can't find it right now. Uh, but that's another name. I'm falling in love with these with these DBs. In the <laughs> and, 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 and you know what? I'm going to do it. And I'm just going to let it happen. Uh, as 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 Black would say, I'm going to book and, and you, there's nothing you can do about it. All right. <laughs> Uh, so I, I did. I didn't want us to like skate past Terrence Love. You can continue. Um, oh, you're fine. All right. Now after Terrence Love, uh, we talked about Wilkie Denod a little bit. He is the best name in the class, and that's non-negotiable. That is the best name in the class. Uh, nothing beats Wilkie. Got to be honest with you. I don't know, Rivaldo. Mm, Rivaldo Fairweather. You're right. It's a nice name. It's a very Pretty cool good name. One. On Sylvester Smith hard. All right. Well, after Wilkie, we have Clay Whedon, who is a behemoth of a man. This he, is this is what we call a hulking super team. Yes. And he, guess what? He's not even the heaviest guy in the class. Oh, uh, Dylan, are you booging? I mean, mm, he's 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 a height wise, he's one of the biggest. When he comes to width, he's. I mean, this boy's big. Can we can we and, can we talk can we talk about him for just one second? Yeah. This is where one of those questions arise, and I'm going to toss this to Daniel really quick uh, after after I say this, where you wonder what the last staff was doing, um, and and I don't I don't really. I'm not really in the business of throwing shade at, at really, I know I threw shade at Harson earlier, but I'm really not in the business about talking about the Harson era because that's behind us, right? That's the past. But this is one of those situations where you go, what on earth are you doing? He's a million times over an Auburn legacy. 
And, and Daniel, I'm going to let you speak to that point. Right. Like, uncle played it for Auburn, went on, had an eight-year NFL career, which is far above the average. Uh, his dad played at Auburn. Uh, at least two cousins of his played at Auburn. And his brother, hopefully, will be another future Auburn Tiger. So you really have to wonder, A, did Harson do his homework? B, did Harson have the right people on his recruiting staff? You, you have to ask all these questions. C, does Harson know what recruiting is? I guess not. What about D, ask all of the above? Right. That's, I mean, and, and this is nothing to take away from Clay Whedon. Let me, let me, let me go and establish this kid, like you said, hooking super team. Um, he's going to be a probably not 2023 field guy. Um, 2024, he's going to be a force. Uh, I, I really believe that. But really the big, the underlying story here is it kind of felt like when he committed to Michigan State, it's like, well, I mean, this, I guess this is what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't want to put words into his mouth. Every kid's recruiting process is different and I get it. Um, you go, go through it your best, but this one, this is like one of those things. If you're an Auburn fan, you're like, thank God. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> that's, that's, that, that, I felt like that needed to be addressed. Dylan, sorry to cut you off. Oh no, for it's a fine. I got so scared. I didn't think we were talking about Colton hood for a split second. I was so relieved when I found out that we were. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel was about to throw his laptop. You're just going to hear this loud crashing noise on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> Well, uh, you talk about uh, – you said he's a legacy, right? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, so, well, getting a legacy is one thing. We luckily got a guy out of our own backyard with Braden Joyner, three-star inside in, interior offensive lineman from Auburn High. And talk about another big boy, 6'2", this boy's 330. He ain't moving. Also, this is the last shade I'm going to throw, I think. But Braden Joyner might have been one of the better recruiting assets <laughs> Brian Harson had. Uh, the kids committed to the university, wasn't committed to the staff. There's pros and cons to both of that, right? Um, mm-hmm. Braden's going to be an impact guy. Uh, he, can, he played both sides of the ball at a 7A school. I mean, uh, you ask him to do something, uh, he's going to be able to do it. And uh, his skill set super versatile. Uh, I mean, he was getting to the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball, and he doesn't even play there. I mean, you look at the – you hear the phrase immovable object and unstoppable force. Dude was, dude was both of them. Like, what? Like, you don't see that out of players. Great addition. I'm going to go out of order, and, and I don't think you've talked about him yet. If, if you mentioned him, it went past my deaf ears, which is possible. Um, kind of jumping from Braden Joyner to another guy out of, our backyard, out of Auburn's backyard, um, J.C. Hart. Thank goodness that deal got done. Um, and the, and the JC Hart stayed true and, and stayed at Auburn. Uh, there's, there's so many things that go into this. First off, the kid is a baller. Um, Free said it himself earlier today. Kid can play both sides of the ball. We don't know if he's going to play, play DB or if he's going to play on, on a skill position on the offense. Uh, he really, really could play wide out. Um, that's, that's been tossed around. Um, he certainly did in high school, uh, tearing it up at Lochapoca. Uh, kid, kid just is a winner. Uh, Auburn was his dream school, and uh, the fact that the that, that and company made sure to lock him down and make him a centerpiece and, and a mainstay uh, of, of, of this recruiting class was very, very encouraging from an Auburn fan perspective. Um, yeah. So sorry, sorry to throw us out of order there, guys. I just felt like those two connected a little bit. Oh, no, we can talk about JCR a little bit. I mean, I, I have I some to add there. Hopefully he doesn't wear number two, 
but something I'm gonna you throw a little shade at Brian Harson. I'm gonna throw a little shade at Gus Malzahn. Something I really love about this class. Y'all weren't Auburn fans as long as I've been an Auburn fan. Gus Malzahn did not recruit defensive backs who were over six foot. <laughs> like Gus Malzahn only recruited 5'11 and shorter. Like we'd have five, six guys out there covering six, four wide receivers. Q freezes out here picking up six foot two guys left and right. And I am all for it. Tell us about him, Daniel. Talk to us. So one thing that in this new era of Auburn football and Auburn recruiting that I never want to see again is you have two huge high schools right in your backyard in Opelika and Auburn that produce so much talent. And there is zero, zero excuse like to not lock those guys down. Because how many coaches can go to a 7A high school and say, okay, you want your family and friends there every Saturday? Done. They're 10 minutes away. Like, that is such an advantage and not one that many people have. So you've got to use that. Got to. You never hear about Nick Saban losing guys from Central Tuscaloosa. Never. So that's not something I ever want to see again. On Like, to that same tune, like, I just like I, I just kind of inter- interrupted. I'm sorry. You're good. Brenton Williams, hello. Yeah, Brenton Williams, the three-star edge rusher from Opelika High School about 15 minutes away from where J.C. Hart and uh, Braden Joyner reside. I was thinking about J.C. Hart being at Chipoka. I mean, it's kind of hard to get outreach from other schools because if you drive to Lochipoka, you lose all service. Yeah, go, like the, you, you can't can get phone attest. calls. I can attest. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, so to the tune of Brenton Williams, let me, let me talk to you about him for half a second. Yeah. I had the privilege of watching him a good bit in high school with my time at, at the Oblack Observer. Um, there's no other way to put it. He's got that dog in him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, it, it's, it's an impressive uh, technique, good fundamentals, good size. Uh, his, his frame numbers are right in front of me. Uh, six foot four, 245 coming off the, coming off the edge. Um, signed today. Uh, I, I'm impressed and encouraged uh, by the frame. Um, and I think that, his skill set allows if you need some help on the interior, if you bulk him up a little bit, I think you can. Uh, that's just uh, that's just my little two cents worth. I'm sorry. So, uh, you're all good. Just to keep it moving with the recruits after Braden Jordan, we have a wide receiver recruit and three star wide out from Chipley, Florida, Dequavia Sori. And I was looking through some of his stats from high school. This boy can jump. Video game. Dude is uh dude is Super Mario out here catching balls. Uh, he's also a track and field runner. Uh, just I don't know how to exactly to read this, but long jump, uh, twenty feet. Yeah. That feels long. I don't know. I, I, that sounds really good. It's a good distance. Uh, so you, this boy can jump from what like the what's I'm trying to put a put a math like ten. The goal line to the twenty. Nope, that's not math. <laughs> that is yardage. Hello, yes, sir. Yeah. If he can jump um, 20 yards, sign him and make him a five-star and just go and put him in the league. Um, but the high jump, six feet. Five uh, and a half, but six feet. Moth season, no? Uh, I'm all for it. This boy is 6'2", 190. I'm so just – I'm sitting here thinking about the fact there's definitely going to be a graphic of my face on it that says the 20 feet from the goal line of the 20. I would never – I'm doing that. <laughs> but to keep it moving – to go to my favorite recruit in the entire class, Connor Liu, 
another Mary Flipmas guy, flipped him from the U, and the U with all your fingers up, not with the three on the outside. That is Utah, by the way. Recruits, that's Utah, Miami. Utah, Miami, they're out there. Started out there. What Connor about Lou. the University of Auburn? Texas. Yeah, Sorry. Texas. Uh, Connor Lou, big boy. I love the big boys up front. And Connor Lou is a center. We need a center. This boy could get immediate playing time. And this boy is strong. Like he is moving big boys out of the way. There's there's a couple things going for Connor Lou here uh, that that make that should make Auburn fans very excited. Uh, I'm very excited to watch him play. I think he's going to be probably in the starting lineup uh, in 2023. Uh, first off, anytime you flip someone from another Power Five, especially like a school like Miami, that's one of those historical programs. We're not going to even don't talk about the state of the U right now. Whatever may have you, still a good program to commit to. First off, that's a huge get. Second off, going to be a tremendous help. Uh, most people consider him the best center in the country. And then that's a hard metric to read. Um, it's really tough to kind of get these guys on film and kind of understand what the, how they really function. Um, really highly regarded a lot of people. Every school in the country wanted them, um, essentially. Um, so very impressive gift for, the, for Freezing Company. Huge impact for Auburn immediately. Daniel, got anything to say about Lou? So I feel like Lou, and this isn't really about him, but – I really believe that Auburn dodged a bullet this time two years ago when a lot of people were saying Auburn should hire Mario Cristobal because I don't think he is nearly the recruiter <laughs> that people think he is. And by the look on your face right now, I don't think you agree, Dylan. But I think he's uh, not right now, massively Dylan. Overrated. I'll text you. Uh, just go to 24-7, look up the top 23 classes, and just see oh, where Miami going. is. But to keep it moving and grooving, Daniel – this is your boy, Colton Hood, is up next. The three-star defensive back who flipped from Michigan State. He is from McDonough, Georgia, right? Yep. McDonough. That's about 15 McDonough. minutes. McDonough, Georgia. Six foot one, by the way. Put it out there again. Above six foot. Daniel, take it away. So, like we already said, Auburn legacy, many, many ways. We're not just talking a dad or an uncle or a brother. We are talking all of those things and a couple of those things for um, each category. Obviously, not a father. It doesn't apply there. But his dad, his uncle, who went on to play eight years in the league, throw in a few cousins. I think he has a brother who's also going to hopefully play at Auburn one day. So, a guy who was waiting on this offer for a while and just one that you really have to ask, former coach of Auburn, not going to say his name. I feel like we've done that enough. What were you doing? Because oh. how can you miss this guy? <laughs> I'm just going to hit the retweet button. I'm going to let you keep rolling. Um, I, 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 if I tried to step on Daniel's toes about Colton Hood, I'm afraid he might kill me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, keep it moving and grooving again. Uh, got a, our first of two community college pickups, Juco. Sorry, Juco. There you go. Uh, South... like, that's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I see the CC. In... Uh, Isavion Miller uh, off of the tackle three-star from Summit, Mississippi. And might I just say, a certain coach that most Auburn fans wanted uh, lost the commitment of this guy, and he flipped to Hugh Freeze and Auburn. Started out there. Isavion Miller is going to be probably an instant impact player. Do you assume? Yes. Yes. And uh, like I said, I'm loving the big boys. This boy is six foot five, 320 pounds. 
of pure muscle. I am specifically impressed uh, with 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 this with this accusation uh, accusation. How about acquisition? Thank you, English, uh, by Jake Thornton and and, and, the, and the Auburn staff. Uh, I think we kind of knew this was going to happen um, when uh, Thornton joined Freeze at Auburn um, after leaving Ole Miss and conveniently. Homeboy committed from uh, decommitted from Ole Miss and committed to Auburn, but this is nonetheless. I mean, it, that speaks to to, to freezes of a, 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 I guess judgment um, about assembling a staff, right? Um, objectively, and uh, I I was impressed with this get immediate help and probably immediate start um, on the offensive line. Uh, guys, Auburn got better today, and this is a great example. It's a huge example. And then you got anything on Xavier Miller? Oh, I just have one sentence. I think some Ole Miss fans were capping about uh, what their NIL efforts have uh, been doing recently. So <laughs> we'll talk about that. When this is possibly. Over. I'll, possibly. I'll, no, no, I'll, we'll, we're going to talk about that when we get off this. <laughs> All right. And keep it going. Tyler Johnson off of the tackle, three star, six foot six, 300 pounds. Another good big football boy. name. Really Great good football, football name. name. Great <laughs> lineman name. And also keep going. The other Juco guy. Quintrail, Jamison, Travis. How did this guy get left out of the – how do we forget about Quintrail? I don't know, but I love a good old three name. We forgot about, like, this This is arguing – have a really good argument for best name in the class. You're right. And you talk about big boys up front, get the big boys on the front seven. Six foot four, 280 pounds. Dylan's imagining a UGA-esque defense right now. (laughs) Forget Kentucky. We are big blue nation right now. We are big blue. And let's see, you got another D lineman, uh, Whitewater from from Whitewater High School or Academy, Fayetteville, Georgia, Steven Johnson, three-star defensive lineman, 6'4", 320 pounds. This was an impressive get. uh, and, and, And for everyone listening at home, if they're listed as a D lineman or an edge rusher right now, don't even read the position because nobody knows. <laughs> it's all going to be the crafting of Auburn's defensive uh, staff. You're right. Edge rushers are just linebackers that are slightly bigger. Correct. Yeah. No, there's some lean dudes. There's some big dudes, but there's some lean dudes. You're like, mm. <laughs> so you take a 300 pound defensive, lot, defensive tackle and you make them lose about 20 pounds defensive end. They lose about 20 more pounds, edge rusher. They lose about 10, 15 more pounds, linebacker. Yeah, uh, when you're at that edge rusher threshold, it's usually when they're like freshman size. So some of them are athletic enough. Yeah, exactly. And to wrap up the high school and JUCO recruits, uh, Mr. Hank Brown, which I know, Tari, you want to talk about Hank Brown? I'll be quick. Uh, I've, I've watched a decent bit of film on him in the past few days. Uh, impressed by his his skill. His skill. Um, Great, great arm. Uh, accuracies there. Uh, Freeze obviously sees something in him. Uh, he offered him at Liberty. And Hugh mentioned earlier today uh, that he does not offer a quarterback he's not th- seen throw, uh, which uh, jury's out on that. I guess uh, Grayson McCall has played against Liberty. Well, I, we don't know about that. There's a whole lot that could go into that. Um, I'm calling just a little bit of bull. Um, but to, to, the, to his credit, I, I do understand uh, if you're not going to get him a call, uh, if if you're not going to go get a um, an NC State, come on, help me out, Devin Leary. Devin Leary. Uh, yep. If you're not if you're not going to go get a Leary, uh, and, and Ashford's your guy in, in 2023, which that's a whole other story for another time. Uh, we'll have plenty of time on this podcast to talk about that later. 
this is a good pickup for you development wise. Um, it, so now it's not just Ashford, Jariner, and a long list of question marks because you even saw your paid's gone. So uh, that's that's kind of much about two cents worth. Uh, I'll be interested to see. I don't think he'll be seriously competing for the job in 2023. I mean, weirder things have happened, but uh, I, a solid add to the quarterback room and hush the quarterback controversy conversation until the transfer comes in, which we'll talk about transfers later in the week because we got a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. Uh, Daniel, anything on Hank Brown before we move on to the transfers? Yeah, so the only thing I have is I want this quarterback room to be as crowded as possible because I think the worst thing for Robbie Ashford could mentally be to think that, okay, I've got this on lock. I don't really have to try that hard, which I don't think he's like that, and I'm not trying to say that he is, but iron sharpens iron, and a quarterback battle is the best way to make sure you're ready to go. That's right. I will say Robbie does have a severe case of dog. I'm not saying he does. He's <laughs> you're right, but another story, another podcast. All right, and our one transfer pickup of the day. I know Rivaldo Fairweather hasn't signed yet, but we're still expecting him to sign very soon, or at least until next signing day. But Elijah McAllister, six-year senior from Vanderbilt University, we got a six-year senior who is smart, a veteran defensive lineman. We got. <laughs> It, does he have his sixth year? Does he have his, his master's yet? <laughs> he's working. He's he trying to get his doctorate. Is he working on a doctorate? Hey, he's not um, as old as some other transfers out there, JT Daniels. Uh, but quick little side note: my one thing is, uh, folks watching at home, Auburn fans, you need a front seven. This guy's got experience. He was a captain in the in the Southeastern Conference. He's played beside guys that he's had to put on his back. Now he's going to have some more talent around him. And uh, this is this is a good pickup experience wise, locker room wise, uh, and talent. I mean, he's he's going to be, I think, an average to above average uh, edge rusher. So I, I I like this signing a lot, and uh, that's pretty much all I have to say on it. And he's a teammate of strong safety Donovan Kaufman. That's right. I forgot about Both that. Played at Vanderbilt. Yep. That's right. Daniel, got any any speech about the uh, transfers? Not really. I'll just kind of retweet what's been said. Gotcha. All right. Move on to the question segment. Biggest surprise on National Signing Day, Daniel. Okay, so biggest surprise for me is got to be Keldrick Falk. The jury was out as early today, like, like, um, got train of thought, like Tar said, it was kind of an 11th hour kind of thing. I honestly had convinced myself that we weren't going to get it done, but we did. So he's my biggest surprise, Tar. Um, the fat head tweets. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Those were really bad, though. Yeah. I almost left made a question about those, but I was like, eh, they don't. That's a tweet. <laughs> right, actually. Um, I was, I don't, I don't want to say the whole day uh, in general, but I was pleasantly surprised um, from a flip standpoint. We'd heard the rumors. You and I had talked earlier in the week um, about, about the possibility of getting a handful of these guys. I did not think that everyone um, and, and we're going to get to the disappointments here in a minute. Um, but I think the, uh, the emphasis on, uh, what surprised me the most, I mean, fall kind of falls into this, this, this category, uh, but Auburn's ability to really work the phones all the way down until the guy stepped up to their respective table and put on the hats or whatever you may have it. Uh, I was, I was pleasantly surprised with the quick turnaround. Is that an acceptable answer? Yeah. 
Uh, I'll say my biggest surprise, uh, it's probably not something we should worry about right now or at all, really. It's uh, when you have a player like Jeremiah Cobb, who has been in the, he's been, he's been, he's been committed longer than most of these guys in the class, especially like a Keltra Falk and other guys like that who committed the day. He didn't sign the day. I don't know if there's anything we should be worried about. I don't know. Well, now to, to Jeremiah Cobb's credit, he did not announce that he would be signing today. True. Uh, some of these Fair. kids want to want to take their time through the recruiting process. They should. Uh, I don't. I, I think if you want to panic a little bit, panic on a two. Uh, for from what I, what I've been told, uh, from the from the folks I've spoke to, Jeremiah Cobb has every intention of signing at Auburn. But I I'm with you. Uh, that was going to be mine. I just didn't want to rip it from you. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I would not panic too hard about this yet uh, i think you guys are probably in the same boat no uh yeah Dylan's uh, panicking on a six internally but he'll be okay i, I love a I love a running back back committee i love having three good running backs with you know jarquez hunter damari austin and they're bringing jeremiah Cobb, and i'm just it makes the big boys happy too because you just gotta run run blocking is fun pass blocking not so much uh, let's see. Next question up. I'm gonna go with Mr. Tar here. Who is the? What is the biggest disappointment of today? So this was a pretty clear answer. Uh, I think that this this one could pretty much go all around. And, and if I didn't say it, one of you guys is going to uh, the swing and the miss on the Carver guys. Uh, the the lack of ability to to swing uh, James Smith and uh, Quay Russell um, out of uh, out of Montgomery and Carver High School. Uh, that was that was disappointing. It, it really felt like uh, Auburn was trending that direction. Uh, it felt like they were close and uh, losing them to the other school in the state uh, will, will, will get you um, to UAT, if you will, not to, to Alabama. But I think that I was not anticipating them to sign with Auburn as much as I was mentally prepared. Does that make sense? I, I don't know. Like I was, I was kind of prepared for them to sign uh, sign to Auburn, but I was also kind of prepared for them to both make the decision, the obvious choice that that they had been with originally with Alabama. Yeah, uh, I'll kind of retweet what I read on Twitter by a guy who is uh, wearing a Saints hat right now. I I kind of agree with what he said. Uh, I'll let him elaborate more, but like the lack of top talent in the state of Alabama, and uh, Daniel noticed that. I didn't really even notice it. I wasn't paying that much attention. I was too busy in my own computer making graphics but daniel if you just, just go in and explain like the lack of talent that we got from the state of alabama sure so the best guy that we came up with from out the state of alabama was um, falk who was according to 24 7 sports the number 11 ranked player in the state of alabama and still a huge gift do what and still a huge acquisition top 100 oh, sure. player nationally yeah not taking anything away from him at all but just the fact that we let well, obviously Alabama. I'm not counting them in this because they're a part of the state. Duh. Tennessee, Georgia, Clemson, Arkansas, Florida, I think. Five schools came in here and took a like a top, at least one top 10 recruit in the state that could have been wearing orange and blue because they would be close to home. So that's something that's got to improve is in-state recruiting. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, let's just move on to, let's see, which signee will make an instant impact once they get their jersey? I think there's two players that the three of us are all going to echo the same, and I'll go ahead and uh, I'm going to throw out Connor Lou. Uh, we talked about that a minute ago. 
Uh, I don't think I need to talk to too much. He, he's ready. Uh, he's built correctly um, and, and getting him in for spring ball. <laughs> you know, freeze, look at his chops. <laughs> uh, I would be. Uh, that offensive line is going to get better and they're going to get better behind Connell. Um, and uh, it, it's going to be immediate. I'll retweet that. I love me some Connor Lou. So that big boy is going to be leading the charge very soon. Daniel? I'm going with Darren Reed. Um, the D-line room is wide open, and you need an instant impact player, and I think he knows that, and I think he's ready to be that guy. Okay, he's also a very big guy. I Keldrick Falk. I, I, I thought that was that one, the, 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 the Falk was going to get mentioned. Um, I, I think there's a pretty clear route for him to be on the field in 2023 there's a clear route that the entire uh class of 2023 is on the field that is not true (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see uh this biggest flip do we all is that unanimous yes yeah Eldrick Falk biggest flip and kindly no but yes yes uh (laughs) Falk your biggest flip kindly a close second um and anytime you flip someone from Tennessee then hello I mean, it's not hard to take a defensive player away from Tennessee. They didn't want to play it last year anyways. What do you do? And let's see. Uh, favorite recruit. Next last question. Favorite recruit. Do I need Tar- to answer? Tar, let me, let me just say, is it, is it, could it be Hank Brown? No. He's up there. Uh, is it, mm, I feel like it's a defensive player. Oh, that's. Guy and Lee, move on. (laughs) Guy and Lee is Tar's answer. Daniel, favorite recruit in the class of 2023? I've got two. I've got to go with Braden Joyner just because his loyalty to the program. He wants to play for it. But then I've got to go with Colton Hood. And I'm not going to go into it. I already have twice. So Both good answers. And you already know mine. Love the big boys. Give me Connor Lou, baby. I love – I love him, especially with his recruitment pictures with the sledgehammer. If Robbie at Robbie Ashford might not get sacked in my head cannon. Gotta be honest. You gotta keep moving forward. <laughs> All right. Last next to last question, because I have a little joke question I want to ask you at the end. Uh, but overall grade. B plus. B plus. Really Art. good. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Sort of like me and geography this semester. I made a B plus. I think that's what they deserve. That's a, that's a hell of a reason. Uh, <laughs> um, a minus. Uh, I was I was impressed, and I and I I got a little bit of flack for it on Twitter, and I, I said this earlier that what Hugh Freeze and company did today was not the short and impressive. Uh, if this would have been a full year, they'd have been sitting at him B minus. Uh, with a short turnaround, I'm I'm going to give him an A minus. I and I think that's fair. I'm going to retweet that as well. Uh, within a month, he has moved Auburn from the 52nd class to the number 19 class in under a month. Uh, I I've almost find it hard to believe not to give it like a moderate to a high A, but I mean, I've got to pump the brakes a little bit, so i got to keep it an A-. minus. You do have to keep looking at the composite. And, I do have to. I mind. But, the <laughs> fact, but the fact that there's still – room to move even higher up Auburn's not done yet and that, that brings me to my final question uh this is uh, for anybody uh are we finished no <laughs> as uh Kobe Bryant once said job's not finished Auburn 
Well, let me let me put it this way. Um, Auburn fans got a lot to be excited about. Um, you get the you got the the meat and the meat today. You're gonna get your fried okra and your mashed potatoes and gravy um, coming in the spring. Uh, and uh, I I could be wrong, and if so, just quote clip this and just go and throw it on Twitter and clown me. That's okay. Um, I feel very strongly. Uh, don't rule this class out of being in the composite between. I mean, obviously not high school recruits, but composite between high school and transfer. Don't rule this out from being a top 15 class in the country. Sick. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Auburn's going to be a top 15 class. And if we're not, I don't have, think I said that. <laughs> you have my full permission to clown at by Harrison Tar. That is BY Harrison Tar with two R's. Just, just hit the follow. That's all right. Because you don't have to follow him, just clown him. It's fine. You have my full permission. You don't need his. You have mine. But from me, go ahead and give your little outros. From me, Harrison. Are you, are you pointing at me? Yeah. Oh, Harrison Tarr, the Auburn Daily. Daniel Locke, we go 91.1 FM and Eagle ITV. And Dylan Lark from my office space. <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy holidays from the College Loop Podcast. Merry Flipmas, baby. Y'all have a good one. Merry Flipmas.